en vanavond in die atelier, as jy baie mooi geluister het, het jy gister aan gesê, ons begin groot hier jaar, en hierdie treffer, hierdie liekie wat in die achtergrond speel, jy gaan jyself geloof nie. On the couch on this beautiful Thursday evening, I'm joined by the legend, the giant, that is super hot sticks, my boos. And I see it as a Afrikaanse giant name, but also someone that the music bedrijf in our land in a manier begin it. From being homegrown to international. So, as the music speel, roer amal, literally, amal se voete. Welcome, Dato Hotsticks. Oh, wow. Welcome. Thank you so much, Taviso, and thank you to all the listeners of uh, Jacaranda FM. It's, it's, it's really an honor to have you here in studio today. I mean, where else would you be? <laughs> Somewhere in the world. We all look forward to being in the studio at some stage. <laughs> and to be at Jacaranda is one of those fulfilling moments. So let's, uh, let's go back a bit, a bit in history, right? A young boy born early 50s in a very disturbed era. Yes. Fell in love with music. I mean, at the age of eight, 80 years of age. I mean, what influenced that passion? Well, <clears throat> you know, we, as Africans, we live throughout music all the time. Mm. Um, Shanty Town was a bedrock of uh, intertribal musical interaction with uh, especially tra- um, um, traditional healer music. And opposite my home was a traditional healer. So obviously I was hearing all the music all the time, especially the drums, mm. which uh, would be something that I would, uh, you know, grow fondly. Yeah. And um, and I started playing drums then. So was it also, uh, I mean, I know part of your family, you had, uh, in a way, a musical background from your family side. Yes, I think that especially my, from my, mother, my mother's side. You know, I had uncles who who belong to um, what you call Iskatamiya, yeah. you know, the a cappella groups. Yes. I like Ladysmith Black Mambazo. But yes. what was very fascinating about this, um, my uncle uh, King, who used to work in the kitchens, then mm. would um, visit my grandmother in December. And of course, he'd call all his brothers around. Yeah. And uh, during the time when they would be celebrating festive season, my... Um, my grandmother would say, Bandwana Bama Agen Kulelumam. Yeah. <laughs> and which meant that they must sing. Yeah. Oh man. My uncles were just amazing. So, I was fascinated with this music that I was hearing from them. But of course I was young and yeah. uh, it didn't mean uh, that it is the influence. I guess now with uh, hindsight I it was the music that really influenced how I would turn around later years. But then wasn't there a point in, in your life where you actually thought, I'd rather become a doctor, or maybe a lawyer, or maybe something, I don't know, a teacher. Wasn't there a point where you felt like, okay, maybe this music is not my calling. I'm meant for to become something in life. You know, there was never really that influence that I would, I would become a musician. Mm. I, I'd always wanted to be an academic, mm. either a doctor or a lawyer or maybe a teacher. Mm-hmm. But more, more a doctor. That's actually what I had wanted to be. But uh, you know, fate is something that always determines one's life yes, later. True that. And uh, for some r- strange reason, I ended up, 
you know, with friends who came from another high school to join my school. And we were requested to raise funds just as performers. Mm. And obviously what transpired from there is that uh, there was, you know, overwhelming response from many of the students, especially the girls. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, with music, you can be the ugliest thing. But at the end of the day, I tell you, you'd get the best girls. <laughs> So, something that always works. <laughs> yeah, and then we we realize that no, this is a better opportunity you now to get all the girls. And <laughs> yeah, we, we we started, you know, uh, practicing most of the time. Sometimes we bunk school. Yes, yes, yes. And we didn't even realize that we we're bunking school because music was just drawing away, drawing us away from the classroom. That. That's all. And uh, in the interim, we had forgotten that we're supposed to be writing our exams. Mm. This is why, you know, later in life, I'll decide that. Hey, there was something that I didn't complete. So, eerst uh, sorry wat jy nie geweet het nie, toe Super Hostics nog 15 jaar oud was, hy het die band begin. What was the name of the band? What was the history and the story behind the band? That's coming up next. My name is Mike Rappapallis, met jou tot 1 uur van Nant on the Couch. Welkom donderdag. Ek sit met the giant hier, letterlijk nie, hy is groter as ek. Okay. Way, way, literally. I'm, I'm this small compared to the superhostics. That small. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, age 15. Here you are now. You are in high school. Why did you decide to start a band when you could have started first going solo? Now I'm going to get to your solo career. All right. But why did you just start to to to, to to start a band, basically. You know, like I said earlier, it was more <coughs> fate. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't decide to start a band. Okay. You know, what I think we thought we knew is that we, we could, we're talented. Mm. We could perform. Mm. And of course, our headmaster requested some students to volunteer performances because we needed to raise funds for some students where to go to university. Mm. And incidentally, our headmaster, Dr. S.K. Matsike, may his soul rest in peace, was, was a music, musician. Mm. You know, he was a great composer of choral music. And he loved music. But we didn't realize that the influence, you know, the fact that he loved music, he would use to, to influence how students react or respond to the, to the appeal for performances. I mean, Mara Law was part yeah. of that group. So we performed, we raised funds, and thereafter, you know, the, the relationship with some of the students was just phenomenal. Mm. They loved us, and, uh, and then Selby said, well, we'll remain a high school band. Yes. And uh, our principal encouraged us to perform, but stay in school. Yeah. And of course, we'd also get now invitations from other high schools. And one of the high schools, Maurice Isaacson, yeah. with Dr. Irvin Corsa, then yes. he was a, a senior student at Maurice Isaacson, inviting us to come and perform for metric dances at Maurice Isaacson. Mm. And then, of course, there was a you know domino uh, effect yeah. where all the other high schools in Soweto, Sikan and Tuana, um, Musi High, Orlando High School, uh, all those high schools would invite us. Mm. And of course, then we would start having performances on Sunday and then we realized that we were making money. <laughs> you know, we're making money and all the beautiful girls were just running after us. So at that point, was, was it the beaters? 
at that point it was the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. So now moving away from the Beatles, you evolved into Harari. Yeah. I think you know or was it the Beatles yes. were were a high school band. Okay. You know, at that time most musicians unfortunately were considered vagrants because okay. they most of them did not we started the high school. Yes. All of them yes. were outside. Yes. So I guess um the political developments of the time mm. would be would play a a very a a significant role in how we were influenced into changing our name mm. but it was after a tour we did in um, Zimbabwe yeah. then Rhodesia that we suddenly realized that it was this groundswell of in you know political upheaval mm. you know, Mozambique was happening Angola was happening Guinea was happening so the whole of the continent was changing but for us the biggest influence was the black consciousness movement mm. you know mm. and we realized that the name beaters did not uh, resonate mm. with the black consciousness ethos so we felt while we were in harare the people embraced us mm. we composed music we called it harare and everybody responded positively to it now i need i need to ask you a question i mean we understand that back then it was quite tough especially when it comes to movement itself yeah but how did you get it right to go as far as the international market how did you how did that unfold out for you you know music is something that you cannot suppress yes music will always True. come Powerful. up on top music is is an instrument by which you could influence thinking you could influence emotion you could mm. influence um politics you can influence every sphere of life mm. so i think through our music we were able to to navigate some of the hurdles that we were encountering along the way and um because we had gone to uh, zim then we some of the major students the political parties embraced mm. us and uh, we raised funds for some of the you know the, the the movements that were there yeah so it was um, we were able to travel and our music was released and of course we were signed with a a a more liberal record company thinking you know uh, um executive yeah in Peter Gallo and Ivor Harberger and Freddie Bonato these guys were more liberal in their thinking so whatever music we would make at that time mm. they would take it internationally and of course because we pushing this agenda of the african consciousness yes and the international community suddenly responded positively to it so after that whole journey super hot sticks my boy decided to go solo How did that happen and I, why it was not a, it was not an easy decision yes. i didn't decide you know sometimes when a band grows yeah. bigger than it thought it could yes you know there are other influences that come into play yes some of my peers at that time felt that i i was holding this the limelight space <laughs> Taking all the goals. <laughs> yeah, I was holding the limelight space, and everything that had to be said was said about me. To everything that had to be said, I said it. Yes. But I was a band leader. Yes. You know, obviously, obviously yeah. if you're a band leader, I mean, you can't, you're the anchor of the ship. Basically. Exactly. Yes. You, you can't go and ask uh, Peter so and so that the ANC or the country. Mm. You'd ask Cyril about the problems of the country. Yes. So True that, that is basically what it was. You want the leadership. So that it must be responsible for everything that goes on in the band, 
And I don't think many of my peers took kindly to that. And of course, there were other influences around uh, alcoholism, yes, drug things, yeah, yeah. which I was completely, uh, which I was uh, uh, opposed to. Yeah. Because I used to train a lot. Yes. And hey, uh, fit, I was fit. <laughs> I was fit. <laughs> we must put a picture of you back in and, the days with the muscles. <laughs> and some of my guys just didn't like the idea. Yeah. And, um, so there was a lot of conflict and developed into a very acrimonious you know relationship when we got to the states it even got worse yeah. i mean we got signed by a&m records yo we were just about at the at, you know yes. at the threshold yes. of international stardom and then all the fights just crept in and i mean it you, was a very sad per period for it me. was a sad it was a sad decision yeah um to make but yet again once the environment becomes toxic yeah. you know it's time to walk away it, yes exactly that's another exactly. advice that one should take from Absolutely. you this evening when it when when it starts getting bad and ugly it's not for one to stay in a space that's not going to create joy all the time you know het jy geluister het jy geluister daar was nou sterk woorde op pad we're moving in into late 80s this and these are the exciting times johnny the king of time my friend hey, your friend yes how was it i mean being around him Wow. And how did, how did you how did you guys meet? I'm actually the story is well, it's one for the books. I think I think we were peers but at the same time we were also competitive. Yeah. It was, you know, a period where musicians really wanted to be the best of the lot. Yes. So there were all these bands like Hotline Jaluka, mm. Harari and uh, Petitchival. The list is endless. Mm. Forget about bands like Stimelo because they came after, after you, you know, yes. Brenda Fassies and everybody. Yes. But there were these bands that mm. were happening at that time. And of course, as the roller coast bands like Stimelo came on mm. and they became part of the whole the development, whole, yes. in, you know, the whole movement of what South African music was going to be. Mm. And um, Johnny and I established a great relationship, mm. you know, and uh, we would talk, we would tour together, Harari and uh, Jaluka. We did an Eastern Eastern Cape tour, we did Western Cape, and would come and do a concert at the, um, the Coliseum. I remember, yeah. actually, this is a very interesting point, mm. you know, the split of Harari. Yes. Because we had a concert, Jaluka, uh, Hotline, and and Harari. No, we had opened the concert, mm -hmm. and of course Hotline would come after, and uh, Jaluka would then perform. Mm. I went into the bathroom. It was a Saturday evening <laughs> after the concert, mm. and all I could hear is people screaming. Some guys were saying, "Ha, umlung, hey gents, hey." small ways <laughs> front page of the sunday times yeah harari splits Eish. can you imagine i hadn't been told it's in the paper so someone made a decision someone made on a your behalf without even you knowing without me knowing wow and it was all in the papers i, I must say i was devastated yes i was shocked i was saddened i was i couldn't even stay to listen to Juluka and everybody else. Yes. But coming back to the relationship that I had with Johnny, it was a long-term relationship up to the point where Johnny passed on. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, any any last, you know, fond memory 
of of Johnny one thing that you'll just remember him what for. What a great performer! Mm. I'd always I wouldn't miss his show for anything, but him and I would always be communicating on yeah. you know on WhatsApp and uh, about his uh, affliction. Mm. His ailment really troubled me because then I would always want to find out how he was, how he felt, and he would always be responding. I say Louis Salent linking him for you to yeah, say yeah. Louis Salent, yeah. and for me that was very, you know, um, very special because he related to things that many, many sadly of our white uh, compatriots do mm. not relate. Yes, you know, True Johnny that. was not uh, artificial mm. about wanting to understand the life of you know his compatriots, mm. and for me that was something that I would always cherish about him. Beautiful. So late 80s, followed um, by the former president, P.W. Buerta, he declared a state of emergency. Now, one wouldn't understand what is the state of emergency. Now, that the Sipo hostics Mabuse, being scared, he to was co- cross the Rubicon. Yes, he was in that era. Yeah. Okay, he was there. Funny enough, ironically, at the same time, the townships started to dance. The yes. police started to dance because of you. Burnout. <laughs> there we go. That song right there, which we still play till this day. You know, that song saved me quite a lot of blushes <laughs> in most cases. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting that yes. you say I, I was I was at some stage raided in yes. my house oh. by these cops, you know, were looking for weapons and yes. stuff. And for some reason, one of them must have noticed who I was. Yeah. And he says, excuse me, are you a singer? Yeah. And I said, yes. He says, uh, sorry, but to ask, are you super hot sticks by any chance? Yeah. And I said, yes. And he said, yes, we're in there. <laughs> we're in this house. Wow. You know, and the excitement, you know, the raid turned to a, an excitement of, a, you know, glee uh, interaction with, it was these, a party. with these guys. Yes. They were so happy and, and all these uh, autographs that I had to sign for yeah. people who had come to raid me. <laughs> now, the, the question is, I guess a lot of people are asking themselves, now, you play the song, you hear the song, you dance to it, you sing to it, you love it, you just automatically fall in love with it. Now, at that time, that era, when P.W. Buerta, you know, said or released that message out to the country and yet again here's your song at the bottom is basically putting that message aside all right and say forget about what he said it's time to dance and jive was it in a way related to that specific statement or message that he was sending out of the state of emergency or was it just a song you just woke up one day and said it's time to bring the township lifestyle alive you know, I think it's very important to understand yes, uh, what that period meant. Mm. I think much as um, PW made a statement, mm-hmm. you know, fear. Mm. Fear makes people make some of the worst mistakes, uh, blunders. And I think at that time, there was just this sense of fear. Mm. And many of the young white people, especially the Africans, yes, some of them, you know, they went on to to say no, no longer is apartheid going to be carried in our name. Yeah. These were young white African kids who had a movement called the Frey Hate. Uh, the Frey Hate Party. Yes. yes. They they went on to, to have concerts. We, you know, one of the concerts they did in Cape Town, which yeah. I was invited to. It was a Frey Hate movement, you know, and uh, 
there were musicians like uh, Johannes Kerkarow, Goskombei, yeah. you know, the generation yeah. of those musicians. And these guys, Pete Kornov, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. young young white Afghan yeah. kids who said no, no longer in our name. Yeah, yeah. Because we need to understand why is this thing carrying on. Mm. And I think the parents, once your kids mm. start objecting to how you act, then you find ways in which you say, you know, you, 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 you're clutching on straws yeah. and or you straddle through a process where you don't. And I think PW at the time was straddling mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. he was advised to mm -hmm. say, look, we have to go do away with this. But when he took a particular position, he was just trying to show the strong man he was. Yeah. But unfortunately, it was no longer going to work because mm. you declare the state of emergency in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where there's just this upheaval, this groundswell of protests, not only from the black people, but also from the white people. So mm. Mm. he was trying to strike a balance and unfortunately it didn't work for him. And I guess also by that time, he realized that it's about time that someone is going to walk out after 27 years. Yes. So now the clock is ticking on yeah. his side. Right? And he was trying to, you know, um, I mean, there were other, the, the, there were the liberals within his nationalist party yes. who just felt that we can't keep this thing going on forever. Mm. There has to be, we have to give you know, we have to give. And when he made that speech, it was not because it was supported by all the other, you know, yeah. uh, members of his party. Yeah. And I mean, I know people like Ruth Mayer. I met Ruth. I was invited to go yeah. meet Ruth. And we had these discussions around what is it that the Nationalist Party is doing as against what the country should be doing. Mm. And he was one of those people who felt, you know what, this country has to change. It's about time. And, you know, yeah, we are today. Yeah, we are today. Wow, what a history. So coming up next, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison. We don't know if Super Hostics Mabuse was naughty by coming through the back door, but we're going to get to that <laughs> next. <laughs> now, Nelson Mandela walks out of prison. First in the air, I'm blade, the gunner's heart you know, everyone finally gets to, you know, be free in a way. All right. The liberated kids all around the world and not only the country, they start coming out in numbers and celebrating this amazing, beautiful day. Goosebumps. The police have put down their guns. The protest and riots have stopped. Yes. And Sipo Hostics <coughs> Mabuse breaks through the back door. <laughs> and bumps into Nelson Mandela. Was it being naughty or were you invited? Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's very interesting about this whole entire uh, meeting of uh, yeah. Nelson Mandela um, is that the first person who came out, Yeah, you know, when you come from Orlando West, mm -hmm. Dubé, mm -hmm. it's a privilege. Yeah. You know, it's a privilege where, because it is the bedrock of resistant politics. Mm -hmm. Tokyo Sekhwale yes. and his brothers were very close friends of mine. So when he came out of prison, one of the first things he did, he came to my home. Mm. And he said, him, Shan, you know your song. You know Tokyo <laughs> with that voice. Yeah. You know your song. <laughs> Everybody, including Madiba, you know, every time it comes on TV, all of us are calling each other and we're watching all these people, black and white people dancing and we think, what? Yeah. Shigisha was the song 
Yes, no, that again really drew drew their attention to to yours truly. Yeah, but when when um, he came out of prison, that is uh, Dr. Nelson Mandela. You, you know, there was a movement to interact with civil society, members of society in all the different spheres. There were writers, there were doctors, there were lawyers, there were musicians, there were sportsmen. And we as musicians were invited to mm. the house. But the first group left without me. I don't know whether it was <laughs> deliberate to leave without They me. just wanted to leave you behind. <laughs> but the privilege I had, yeah. the advantage I had, I was related because through my wife, Chichi. Yes. Chichi's mom and Nelson Mandela were oh, cas- first cousins. You okay. see, they were first cousins. So for me to move into the house through the back door was, yeah, was not a yeah, train smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, guess who's at the gate? Bouncers. Sisulu. Walter. No, no, the younger. The younger. Uh, oh. Zolaki. Zolaki. Oh, Zulaki okay. Yes, yes, yes. And he sees me. He says, hey, man, Zolaki. Yeah. And why you melee my yeah. hand? Pass like, security. Yes. Yeah. And I walk in. As I walk in, I walk through the back door. Yeah. And just as I was walking in, Tata comes out of the bedroom. Eesh. And the other guys were still waiting out there. <laughs> and he raised his arms and he says, ha, hot sticks, you know. Yeah. And he called me Shigisha and gave me this hug. You know, he was tall. Mm. And I was looking at him. I mean... Just, it was one of the most emotional moments in one's life, mm. you know? And uh, so I had to walk out with him to the rest of the guys who were waiting. Yeah. I mean, these guys were shocked. The hour of the shock, <laughs> like, shocked. how did you come to like, you come through? Yes. Yes. You're the yeah, first one. We left you behind yeah. and here you are yeah. coming out with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing, you know? Yeah. But it was a privilege of being related. Yeah, okay. You know, sometimes we don't even realize what relations can do. You know, you get married into a family, and suddenly here's this yeah. entire. Because thing. for us, it's it's a generational it's thing. A generational Even though thing. our surnames are different, yes. but there'll always be a link down exactly. down line. Exactly. Now, if you didn't know, uh, Sipa Hostix also had a club. Club is. Well, that should be a museum. Absolutely. It's a. I, I, I'm sorry to say this, but it's supposed to be a museum because. The home of jazz, before even Kwaito, before any genre of music. Every great jazz musician has played in that country. Even before Afrikaans was Afrikaans, even though it was still there. You were the hub of bringing the soul of music out to the country. And your club, jazz club to be specific, not nightclub, jazz club, was the hub where many, many legends performed. I mean... Brabdu. Yes. He was he named the club, right? Yes. But never performed there. He was the only one. He was the only one. And strange enough, he asked me, he says, I you know, I gave the I gave the name. Yes. Kipis. I see you've got my pictures on the wall because I had Hugh and I had Gwangwa. You know, they had a band called the Jazz Epistles. Yes, yes. So on the wall I had Brakipi, I had Brat Jonas, I had Brat Hugh, I had Makaya and Abdullah. So that, those were the jazz epistles. Mm. And he says, I'm the only one that has not performed at Kibis. Why? <laughs> I said, I couldn't afford you. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, the others were, the others performed yes. not because they wanted money. Yeah. Because it, it was a special venue for them. Yeah. I mean, bro, you would come in at any time. And he said, no, no, Kibiso. Yeah. 
ik wil net komen spelen. Ja. Yeah. You know? En Brak Wangers moet zeggen de same thing. Ik zeg, kijk man, ons, ons moet komen spelen. Ons yeah. moet muziek komen maken hier boerderijs. Ja. You know? En al die mensen let zal komen en al die mensen let gaan komen. Ja. Yeah. You know? En er was allemaal daar zo heel het gaan spelen. En Abdullah Ibrahim was je nachts die wat nooit niet gaan spelen het niet. Nou, before we wrap up this interview, on the 1st of Feb, it's another legendary experience with you on that stage. It's happening at Carnival City. It's happening at Carnival City. Right. Yes. So what's what's the whole concept behind it? Well, I think uh, the guys, you know, found it necessary to celebrate, you know, some of the wonderful musicians mm. that exist in this country. It's about time. And I think for me to be amongst those wonderful musicians, I mean, Ringo is there. Yeah. Is a, a giant. Yeah. Sabat Sula is the question about yeah. his presence mm. in in the South African. Uh, landscape mm. of music and uh, the guys felt that you know we not we don't celebrate enough people who have created who have charted the path mm. for south african music to thrive and uh, i you know i i feel privileged in a way mm. that i'm invited to be part of that movement yeah and hopefully that could be others because the three of us yes we may lead the process mm. but the others you know there yeah. are many of the sadly most of the guys are they're not, gone uh, yeah you know, you know they're passing on and probably Tepo and i and i mean ray's gone mm. you know ray piri's Piri, gone yeah. and who where else do we look to find some of these people who are in that generational space even including but i would have been happier mm. if the mahotelo queens were invited. Well, yeah, invited yeah for me would have meant so much you know i might have to even twist the guys arms to say guys i think Them. you have you speak to. about legend the mahotela queens should have led this process i think i must host the show like that I yes absolutely because this it, it 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 is important to pay not only respect but to pay tribute and to educate generations to absolutely. come absolutely through you because absolutely. you are the education itself mm. i can <laughs> go out there and try tell your story but there is no one else that can tell your story like you yes And yes. that's what I'm saying. I'm putting pressure. Number one, you're talking about it earlier. We need a book from you. <laughs> yes. Pressure, no pressure. Well. Management, the Guapiola Leicester. We need a book. Yes. We need a documentary. Even though the buildings have changed. Ev- everywhere I go, you know, I went to um, um, just Justice Musinaka's lunch, yeah. book lunch, and I bought some books. Mm-hmm. As I was, as he was signing my my book he looked at and he said when is yours coming up yeah true <laughs> i would have asked the same question hey jeez no but thank you for uh, for making time and hopefully you know we'll we'll definitely see you at carnival city i'll make a plan i'll twist an arm over there to get a ticket thank you well, of course you'll get it yeah, there so we uh, go if, ah. they, if they don't get if they don't give you a ticket yeah. i will buy you the ticket yes <laughs> and I'll, i'll buy you more drums in return <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot um have a blessed journey and godspeed thank you so much tabisa and to your listeners jacaranda i guess by blake bar and i guess blake bar yeah yes yeah. blake yeah i yeah. guess by blade that and me and hanoi i say <laughs> no hanoi's <laughs> <laughs>